Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Fellas, this is a stressful time of the year. Your bank account will take a hit on things like Christmas presents and food, especially when you have kids because they're home from school and they're going to eat everything. On top of that, you have to plan a weekend getaway in Detroit to watch Pitt play in the Quick Lanes Bowl. You have a lot on your mind. And there's a time your special summon may want to get a load off it. But you're just not ready. That's why we have BlueChew.com. It's blue like the pill. It works like Viagra and Cialis. But it's chewable, so it's going to work a lot faster. If you go to BlueChew.com... Enter in a promo code armchair and you get the first order on us free. All you gotta do is pay the shipping. Don't make your time with that special person feel like a shitty bowl game. Get Blue Chew and perform like you're winning a national championship. Alright guys, welcome man. It's Vlad Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. Happy Monday to you guys. Sorry about that, all the clicking. I'm just moving my phone. I'm waiting for the leasing office to open to get these packages that have been sitting in the... Uh, you know, been there for days. I tried to go, I went Saturday, and of course, Lay had a lot of tenants, and um, she obviously didn't feel like looking for my packages. And that's the bitch about getting your packages shipped to the leasing office. A lot of times, they can't find them, or they just don't feel like finding them. But when the time comes to pay rent, they'll be quick to send an email out to make sure you pay the rent on time. And you got till the third to pay it, Right? So let's get into uh, some things. A lot to talk about. Plenty of it. Pitt accepted the bid to go to the Quick Lanes Bowl in Detroit. And obviously everybody's really pissed off over this. Here's the thing. When you're 7-5 and I believe 4-4 four and four in conference, your bowl options are going to be very, 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 very limited. And especially when you're not on the upper tier of the ACC. Well, you know, you're going to get what they give you. So Pitt ended up in Detroit. And that's just that. I mean, that's all I can really say about it. Is it indicative of the program? I mean, it's hard to say right now. You know, a couple points here and there, Pitt Pitt would have more wins. And some people say, well, a couple points here and there, Pitt would be three and nine. Well, you know, it's any way you want to look at it. The big difference, obviously, this year was Pitt had to replace two NFL caliber running backs and couldn't. And while some people are having these hot takes about, you know, how Pitt was so much better with Sean Watson, what's well, because Sean Watson had two NFL caliber running backs to help, help everything out. Pitt didn't have that this year, and that was a big difference. 
I mean, we could go to um, point out Sean Watson's tenure at uh, Texas, where he pretty much got canned there. He's actually at Georgia right now as a quality control analyst, and right now they're not too crazy about him. Can't blame him. I mean, obviously, if the guy really was so much better than our, our current offensive coordinator, why doesn't Sean Watson have a um, have a has a, have a job right now as offensive coordinator? He, I mean, he got the job he got with Pitt because Pat Narduzzi and him were, were buddies. Sean was his mentor. So you can say nepotism really got him the Pitt job more than anything else. Charlie Strong really loved him, but Charlie didn't uh, bother to bring him the U.S. You know, the South Florida with him. And so, yeah, people are upset over this, and there's been some crazy takes. Uh, one of them, obviously, in particular, was someone mentioned that uh, the program is in worse shape than when Paul Chris took over, which is an obvious. I understand people are pissed off, but this is you know, Pitt was in horribly bad shape when Paul Chris took over because he had to take over a program that well fired the coach everybody liked, which was Dave Wanstat. Then, of course, his replacement gets fired two weeks later because of some domestic issue. Then they, his replacement stays for a year, leaves, and, of course, on top of that, we had two recruiting classes get crippled, and we had a whole bunch of other players leave. And on top of that, we our AD was Steve Peterson. The things are a lot different now for Pitt football now than they, than they were in 2013. During the ACC, they're getting more revenue, uh, facilities are upgraded. There's a lot more resources here than what than what they were in 2013. Are the resources on par with the bigger programs? Hell no. But they're a lot more than what uh, we did have at one point. So I mean, you can probably commend Dave Wanstead for the uh, for the job he did, landing some really good players despite all that. You know, Paul Chris landed his share too. I mean, he just landed what he could land at one point. I think at one, you know, at times, I think Paul Chris was realistic of who he could land and who he couldn't. So let's look at the rest of the bowl lineups. Cincinnati is going to play Boston College in a Birmingham Bowl. So Pitt loses to BC and gets them in. And what happens? BC gets to play Cincinnati and Birmingham, a ranked team at that point. Then Pitt gets the quick lane bowl, which is a you know a shit bowl. So on December twenty sixth, Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Miami, Louisiana Tech. I know some people didn't want it, the Shreveport, but you know what? At least you're going to fucking Louisiana, and you're gonna probably eat some really good food. And on top of that, Shreveport, you drive across you know twenty. I-20, you're going to end up in Dallas eventually. Sun Bowl, Florida State, and Arizona State. So Florida State gets to fire their coach, goes 6-6 six and six with wins over shit teams, and ends up in ends up in playing Arizona State. I don't know, guys. Then again, Pitt played in the Sun Bowl last year, so there you go. Pitt obviously could go back there again. 
Military Bowl is in Annapolis, UNC in Miami. Well, no, UNC in Temple, I'm sorry. Although North Carolina thinks they're going to the nation's capital to play. Obviously, they don't teach academics too well at North Carolina, as we all know. Music City Bowl, Louisiana, Mississippi State. Obvious, it's an obvious one because it's in, you know. Well, I was going to say Louisville. Yeah, Louisville is kind of close to uh, Nashville. So I, think, I think it's a four-hour drive. Basically, if you're when I drove from Pittsburgh to, uh, from Houston to Pittsburgh, I, I you know went through Nashville, then eventually ended up in Louisville. Pinstripe Bowl was Wake Forest and Michigan State. Wake Forest had a better season than Pitt. They're a better team. That's where they ended up. Belk Bowl, you had Virginia Tech and Kentucky. So, runner up in the coastal gets that. Camping World Bowl. Which uh, Notre, you know, Notre Dame obviously hijacked off of us. They get uh, Iowa State. You know that, and that's what cracks me up is Notre Dame got all pissed off because they didn't get the Orange Bowl. You know, according to them, Virginia still stole the Orange Bowl f- from them, and that's a whole bunch of bullshit in itself. That bowl game belongs to fucking Virginia. They were the runner-up in the ACC. They get the goddamn Group of Five Bowl or P5, whatever the frick it is. So go to the Camping Bowl on December 20th and play your stupid-ass bowl game. I mean, that just irks me. that they. I mean, I saw some takes of it. They, they were mad that they got this fucking bowl game. If you want to avoid crap like this, join the fucking conference. Or go align yourself with the Big Ten because they'll dump on you more than what the ACC is. The ACC is being nice to you because they like the fact they're affiliated with you. The Big Ten is going to tell – I mean, there's a play of teams that are going to say, oh, no, you're not freaking taking our bowl. So Virginia's going to play Florida, which is not a bad uh, matchup for them because uh, Florida isn't all that great. And, of course, Clemson playing Ohio State in the college football playoff Fiesta Bowl. You saw what the rankings were from 1 to 4. Clemson, Ohio State gets to 2 to 3. Based on conference affiliation, I'm obviously going to root for Clemson. But I wouldn't mind if Ohio State trolled the fuck out of everybody and um, won the whole thing. Because I just sit there, and after Ohio State won, here are all these hot takes about why LSU should be number one instead of Ohio State, this, 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 and this. And then on top of that, you had some takes where people were like, well, if Georgia loses a close game to uh, LSU, you can't just leave Georgia out. Yeah, we can leave Georgia out. Because if Georgia was in any other conference and this same situation arose, we'd be telling them, actually, not we, because I don't share the same opinion. Those people would say, well, if you would just win your games, you wouldn't have this problem. See, that's what you need to do is you need to win your games. We can't reward people for losing games. And that's what happens here. We, we'll, we'll say this to Oklahoma, Baylor, whoever, but if it's Georgia or whatnot from the SEC – it's, well, we got to find someone to bring them in. 
Well, if you want to bring them in, expand the playoffs. How about that? Because we can't keep rewarding people for losing their freaking conference championship games. And look at the rest of all of us. I see a Penn State. They finished 10-2 this year, and they get to play Memphis in the Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl isn't a bad gig. I mean, they're going to play an ATT stadium. I mean, for the season they had, I mean, winning 10, going 10-2, and I'm just surprised that they're playing in a uh, – they're going to play Memphis in a bowl game. But still, I would take the Cotton Bowl. Hell, I would take a 10-win season. Over um, well, what we have, well, what we have currently a pit. We um, get to have, we get to go seven five and play the you know play Detroit. We get to play Eastern Michigan, and so Heather Like obviously, as you all know, is the uh, former AD there. So Detroit's going to be a big Heather Like fest or love fest, whatever. So get ready for all the articles to come out from both. Papers. I mean, I've never been to Detroit, but I'm sure go get the uh, go go get some Detroit style pizza. I suppose it's really good. And I'm sure you know it's plenty of uh, plenty of hipster joints. Probably some foodie type places there as well. But as far as championship week goes, there was a whole lot. Not a whole, there was not a whole lot of surprises. I mean. Baylor played a hell of a game with their third string quarterback. Now my coworker, his son plays for uh, Matt Roll at Baylor, and um, I know he's damn excited. They're going to be playing in the Sugar Bowl against Georgia. I um, listened to Matt Roll on ESPN ninety seven five in Houston the other day, and it was a hell of an interview. I mean, the guy he is. The thing about Matt Rule is he took over the program, and he said he took it over in the interview because of how all the other programs at Baylor were that they're they're really good, and that Baylor puts you know money and resources into them. So he didn't you know he wasn't worried about how things were you know, how things were going to be. He just knew that they would be back. I mean, the thing about Matt Rule is he got them to buy into their program. I know the first year I remember I was told that um, as the season went along and they were losing games, he was making practices tougher, trying to see who we can weed out. And not a lot of guys left. I mean, mostly seniors left. But he got them to buy in, and he knew by year two he knew they were going to make a bowl game because of all the work they were putting in. And he was in the interview that um, he thought that they would play in an important game or possibly play in a conference title game in his third year. And it's mainly because he knew what the players that he had, and he knew and he knew how much work he was putting in. I'm sure a pit, Pat Arduzzi knows what he has. It's just the issue is now is the is the offense. I mean, he hasn't had a really good offense since Matt Canada left, and it's just not consistent. And like I said, the big difference was Pitt had to replace two big two NFL caliber running backs. If um, I'm not sure what's going to happen, we'll know more 
about all this when, um, you know, next season probably we'll know more. And plus, you know, we got a recruiting class we got to finish up. We'll know a lot more as time goes on. But uh, going back to Matt Roll, his, um, his next stop most likely will be probably the NFL. In fact, in fact, after his first year, Baylor, the Colts almost hired him. The Jets were close to hiring him, but he turned it down because he wanted to bring in his, his assistants. The Jets wanted to hire the assistants for Matt Roll, and uh, Matt Roll didn't want that. He wanted to bring his own people because he has guys he can trust because he uses analytics. And on top of that, he, he just doesn't use analytics. He also uses real-world type stuff as well. He mixes the both because you can't go on. That is a great thing, but you also got to look at the, um, you got to look at the players and their personalities as well. Now, Pitt women's volleyball lost over the weekend, and there's a lot of takes over that as well. Why they deserve the um, the number one seeds? Number one seeds get upset all the time. So even even if they are number one seed, they may have met their fate regardless. I mean, just ask Pitt basketball about being being number one seed. I mean, they last time they were one seed, they lost in the second round to an eight seed in Butler. But regardless, Pitt basketball that year deserved the number one seed because of how they played. They were a really good team that year. And same thing women's volleyball. They were a hell of a team. They deserved that one, that top seed. They didn't get it. And they had a chance to prove themselves in this tournament, and they fell short. And as I'm reading a lot, what a lot of people said was, this team didn't seem like they were prepared or just up for it. Well, as a one seed, they probably wouldn't have been up for it either. It's unfortunate, but they're you know they had a great season. And I'm not really going to dump on them too much. I mean they they're really the only really good thing we have going right now. I mean, Pitt basketball that's another story. They play Louisville over the weekend, and well, we saw what happened there. Actually, it was it, it sucked because there were opportunities for Pitt to get within one possession, and they just couldn't do it. And the moment where you thought the tide was turning. Uh, they called for technical, and then of course the refs, being the pay little bitches that they were, were calling everything on us after that. And pretty much, we were out of the game after that point. We were done for good. But the team played hard. I mean, Xavier Johnson had a hell of a game. We didn't get the games we wanted from other players. Trey McGowan struggled, so did Ryan Murphy. But the fact we were in it. At that point, up until the uh, the bullshit technical foul, foul call, you know, good things are going to be ahead. And it looks like these players, after what's happened to the start of the season when, with these losses that they had, it looks like they're starting to get it now. And they realize, you know, I think, you know, people were dumping on Jeff Capel, but I think Jeff Capel, one of these guys, to figure this out on their own because they're grown. And in life, you're going to have to figure shit out on your own. And, well, here you go. But uh, 
later in the week, I'll talk about the uh, the, the, uh, the college football playoff, what I expect. I'll look at the rest of these bowl games, anything notable. Uh, the Steelers are 8-5 now with the win over the um, Arizona Cardinals. And, it you know, like any other Steelers win, doesn't come without drama, whether it's a fake punt for whatever reason. I have no idea why they did a fake punt up, up 10 points late in the game. They did up ten. They did up ten points, and they were up, uh, and it was on the road too. I'm not sure if it was if it was done for gambling purposes. I don't freaking know. But they held on to win their eight and five. They go to Buffalo next. They go to Buffalo and play them next week. In fact, they're at home Sunday night against Buffalo. Buffalo just lost to uh, the Ravens, and the, the Bills have a really good defense. Their offense, though, is very overrated. Josh Allen does really good against mediocre defenses. Really good defenses. He doesn't do all that well, as we saw against Baltimore. I mean, he's still a decent quarterback. I mean, he's getting better. He's just he's just not Lamar Jackson. There's a lot of teams that just aren't aren't Lamar Jackson. But. Steelers win this game. They go to nine and five, and then they have, they have the Jets and the Ravens next. After that, it's a perfect storm for the Steelers because the, if the Ravens can wrap up the one seed, then the Steelers are going to play on you know a, a dilapid, maybe a dilapidated squad in the Ravens at that point. Although they have RG three, but they may not have as many, many starters in the game. So we'll see. Oh, well, guys, I'm going to wrap it up here. It's 21 minutes. I've ranted enough today as it is. I mean, as far as the bowl game goes, if you want to go, go. I mean, I mean, I'll be, I mean, it's obviously going to be a good time regardless. I mean, bowl games tend to be fun usually depending on where you go. But, you know, if you want to go, go. I mean, if you don't, if you want to save the money, I mean, it's I get it. Holidays are stressful, so you know. I mean, I don't know how you guys do it for for out of towners for for home games. Obviously, it takes a lot of planning, and of course, your bowl game you don't have much of a you know much to plan with. But anyways, do what you want to do, and with bowl season coming up, check out mybookie.ag. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code chair, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So throw in 100, get 100 back. And there's plenty of bull games to bet on. You got plenty of props, how many touchdowns, how many points a team scores. Check out, you guys. Go to mybookie.ag. You bet, you win, you get paid. Oh, well, guys, I'm done here. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Oh, I mean, hell to pit.